Howdy friends and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is James Chambliss, your host, also known as Old Hat. And this is, because I am not very technically adept right now, episode 22. I've started a new thing where I do a bedtime story and a and a lullaby in the evening, but it's on this same podcast. And so maybe someday I'll get smart enough to have a different podcast that's just completely populated with bedtime stories and lullabies. But this one is uh, still on the Old Hat Podcast, and so you can enjoy them all in the same place. You don't have to wander around and find them. Things are pretty calm here in Hatland. We did uh, kind of break the quarantine a little bit. I called, uh, this is kind of how I decide how to do things. We've been looking for some, oh, that's my phone, y'all. It's been busy around here today. All right, I turned it down, but not off. I might have to stop and, and answer it. It has been kind of crazy around here, but... I've been looking for more plants for my garden now. I haven't spent any time in my garden today because we've been having thunderstorms and we're under a tornado watch. And uh, that's not the one that means go hide. That's a tornado warning that means, you know, find a small windowless interior room and uh, and kiss your friends and pray, kiss your family and pray real hard. That's what that means. But a tornado watch just means, hey, the situation's kind of right. We could have one of those later at some point today. And at planting time, I just don't work in the garden when there's a tornado watch. (laughs) At harvest time, now that's different. You might work out there when there's a tornado watch because you want to gather in as much as you can before the wind knocks it down. But at planting time, you just wait till tomorrow and that'll be fine. But I had an opportunity to kind of plan out what I'm doing in my garden and I need some more plants. But they've been kind of hard to come by because the group, uh, the company that, that sells all the plants hadn't been putting very many out and I thought it was like toilet paper you know suddenly everybody's a farmer everybody's listening to my podcast maybe and they're all becoming farmers overnight but no they had some damage in a storm not long ago that knocked out 27 of their greenhouses so they're a little short on plants they're doing all they can folks we're bearing with them but I called a tractor supply not far away and and asked them did they have any plants this year and he said the truck just left The rack is absolutely full. And I turned to my bride and said, how would you like to go to Tractor Supply with me? So that's how we made that decision. It was just too timely. Sometimes you get those little indicators and you're like, well, timing that good needs to be rewarded with a trip out. So we did take the country road on the way out. So we didn't even wave at anybody. Didn't see very many people except for the four-way stop between us and White House, and nobody's friendly there. They don't wave. It's, you take your life in your hands at that four-way stop. <laughs> you just grit it, grit your teeth and hope to make it through okay. And we went to a tractor supply, and we were mostly outside. We were inside long enough to check out and, uh, you know, spoke to one person. So we felt pretty safe about that. <laughs> and we got home and got everything unloaded. I ended up buying some uh, more squash and zucchini because you can't have enough of that to inflict on your neighbors when you're tired of eating zucchini bread and and pan-fried squash. Although I like that, you will eventually get tired of it. And found some good tomatoes and a few other things that we like. And then I found seed potatoes, which I had just about given up on this year. Thought I'd missed them somehow. Now if I could just find peanuts, that would be great. But everybody says no peanuts this year. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to... Obviously, I'm planting a truck farm, not a garden anymore, but it should be good in about 90 days. And uh, so anyway, when you go out and uh, 
into the real world, you use a lot of hand sanitizer. I had to stop and get gas on the way home, so I used some more hand sanitizer. When I got home, I went to wash my hands really good. And y'all, I'm so tired of that happy birthday song. I don't even know what to do. You know, they tell you, you wash your hands, and while you do that, you sing happy birthday to me. (laughs) And I'm really tired of that song, and I thought, there's got to be something else I can do. And so I was washing my hands and decided... I would see how long uh, the Lord's Prayer was, and that worked pretty good. And then I timed it out later, and it came out to like 23 seconds. So you you turn on your water, you get your soap, and then instead of singing the happy birthday song, you can say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And that worked pretty good. My hands were pretty clean when it was over, and I actually felt better. Singing happy birthday. You know, at some age, singing happy birthday doesn't make you feel any better. (laughs) Anyway, I thought it was a pretty good idea, and it's a great way to just say a quick prayer instead of singing a silly song or anything else, any other song if you want. And I put that on Facebook, and one of my friends said that she was singing the doxology while she was washing her hands. And I thought that was beautiful. And it reminded me of a story that I don't know if you've heard. I thought I'd share it with you. Back in, I think, 1988, 87, 89, somewhere back in the late 80s, the World Series was between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Oakland A's. And the Dodgers won it in five games, four to one. And in game five, so that's, you know, that's the that's the nail biter right there in the last game as it turns out and it's either going to be the last game or they're going to go to seven right and so uh the pitcher is on the mound oral hershiser is out there and he's there's a lot of video and he's out there talking you know he's by himself on the mound and he's got the ball and he's looking at the plate and he's talking nobody can tell what he's saying but you can watch him on the tv and see what's going on and uh and then he you know, then he burns a pitch in there and they win the game. So he's the winning pitcher and the most valuable player that year uh, in the World Series. That's a big deal, right? If you win MVP of the World Series back then and probably still, you go on the Tonight Show. And back then, in the olden days, the Tonight Show was Johnny Carson. And uh, Johnny was a great interviewer and he's talking to Earl. Oral Hershiser, who's just this big country boy that plays good baseball, right? Big, tall, bony, redheaded guy. And uh, and Johnny Carson shows the video of him on the mound. And you can see his lips moving and he's talking. And he says, look, we're just dying to know. Uh, what, what, you know, what were you saying? Were you, were you giving yourself a talk? Were you reminding yourself of something? What you were you doing? And, and Oral blushed to the roots of his red hair. And he said, uh, well, uh, <clears throat> no, sir, I, w- I was singing. And Johnny Carson said, what were you singing? I think we want to know. And he turned to the crowd and went, don't we want to hear him sing? Sing it for us. And, of course, the guy's just embarrassed as he can be. But the crowd's clapping and Johnny's agging him on. And, <clears throat> and Oral goes, oh, well, all right, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. And in this wobbly, warbly voice, you know, your first time singing on TV, right? He he starts singing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. 
Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And you could have heard a pin drop the whole time he was singing. And then everybody stood up and just started clapping. And Johnny, it was his turn to be a little embarrassed. And he went, that, that's really sweet. And the world's like, yeah, that's, that's how I calm myself down. That's how I settle my nerves is by singing the doxology. And so maybe that would work for washing your hands too if it settles you know, if it can settle your nerves in the World Series, Game 5 as the pitcher, then maybe it'll settle your nerves during this, uh, whatever this is, the current quarantine crisis that we're under. I need some calm, and that may be a good way to do it. Another thing I do to calm my nerves in stressful moments is uh, I carry scriptures in my pocket. I don't have a Bible with me most of the time. Well, on my phone, that's kind of cool. You can have that now in any translation you want. But what I do is write verses down on little note papers and stick them in my pocket. And I've always got some in there. If you ask me about them, I'll give you what's in there usually. Uh, what's, what's in there now is getting kind of threadbare. I'm going to have to do it over soon. And it's just a collection of things. They, it's not a Bible study. They don't necessarily go together. They're just things that I think about during the day when I have a minute instead of pulling my phone out and flipping through Facebook or Instagram, a lot of times what I'll do is pour, pull these out and just remind myself of, of what the Lord has said to me, and I thought I'd share it with you. The first one is, uh, it's some of that those small notepads, the yellow ones with the lines, that's what it is. And on one side it says, uh, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls, from Jeremiah 6. And I like rest for my soul, so I take that advice. The next one says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's from 1 Thessalonians 5. A buddy of mine's birthday was yesterday, and that's his favorite verse in the Bible. Miss him. Next one is preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And that was Paul talking to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4. I like that, uh, be patient, great patience. That's what you need for that. <laughs> you can't beat people with your Bible. Or as my old Sunday school teacher when I was a boy said, you just can't scare the hell out of people. That's not how it works. You got to love them into the kingdom. And one of the ways you do that is tell people of what you've seen. And the next verse here is Acts 4.20, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And then I turned it sideways and wrote down the corner. It says, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And that's Micah 6.8. And the cowboy version of that is do right, be kind, and stay humble. <laughs> the just James version, not the King James version. And then I flip it over on the back and it says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. It's from Hebrews 6. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is to this day. It's from one of my favorite chapters, Deuteronomy 8. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. I need that reminder from Psalm 107 a lot these days. And then again, wrote down the other side in the corner. 
Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go, even if where you go is into social distancing. It's from Joshua 1.9. And the other page, that's just one page. You can cram a lot of writing onto a page if you write as small as I do. The trick is reading what I write. That's the problem. <laughs> this is one of my favorite passages. It's from Isaiah 61. And I just love this one. It, uh, it soothes me in ways very few things can. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord for the display of His splendor. It's Isaiah 61. And you flip it over on the back, and there's one from Psalm 118. In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and He answered me by setting me free. I like that. I don't always even cry out, that I want to be free, but I just think it's interesting that that was the answer to the anguish was being set free. And then, of course, Ecclesiastes, there's a lot of wisdom there. It's kind of a weird book, but I enjoy a lot of it. It says, I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and do good while they live. Y'all, we're, we're living. We should do good. Be happy. I'm trying. Are you? Good. And the last thing on there is just a little prayer. And it says, Lord, fill my mouth with useful stuff and shut it when I've said enough. Amen. Because I tend to over talk. You've probably noticed that since I'm talking to you right now that I tend to overshare. <laughs> anyway. That's kind of what's going around, going on around here today. Uh, hopefully tomorrow I'll be back in the garden and uh, we'll have uh, more work to report that I have actually accomplished. I got some stuff done today. And like I said, the boy, the phone has sure been busy, hasn't it? And y'all, I've tried to stay away from the news. I, I keep up with what I need to keep up with. But I have found that if I put a limit on it, it helps a lot. If I focus on Man, you can get lost in the news right online. You can start reading and just stay there and stay there and stay there. And mostly, it's because we're looking for somebody to explain to us what's going on. But most of that stuff is written by people that don't know what's going on any more than we do. I mean, well, let me say that differently. We kind of all know the same things are going on. We None of us know what's going to happen next. You know, and that's what we're listening to those people for, because maybe they'll tell us what's going to happen next. Will there be toilet paper at the grocery store? Well, they, they don't know either, you know. And so I listen to the bulletins and I read what the governor says and I read what the president has done and Congress has enacted. And some of it I'm pleased with and some of it makes me want to chew nails and spit tacks and there's nothing I can do about it. And so I usually work in my garden or play with my grandchildren who live nearby and that's just how I'm coping with it I don't know what you're doing but uh, the other thing I'm doing today is strategizing how I'm going to catch up on my hugs when this is all over because I'm not typically very socially distant with very many people and 
I'm accustomed to a certain amount of hugs and I'm not getting them. And that's not making me happy. So maybe when this is over, we ought to have a big party and just pass around hugs. I think that would be great. Y'all hang on. The, y'all hang in there. We are going to get through this. We really are. I don't know how long it's going to take, and neither does anybody else. But we're going to get through it, and it's going to be okay. And we will have learned a lot in the meantime. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And maybe we'll talk about that next time. I'd love to hear from you. You can go to the Facebook page or to my Facebook page and tell me kind of what you think you've learned from this. Because I've been seeing some interesting stuff people have been saying, and I think this really could turn out to be a good thing for a lot of us. I think we might develop some new habits and some new skills and bigger gardens. (laughs) Folks, I really do believe that the best is yet to come. Y'all take care. I'll talk to you soon.